I give honor to God as the head of my life and our pastor in his absence. I thought Kenan was going to be here. I'm beginning to think the guy don't like me. Every time I come up, he's never here. <laughs> but that's my nephew. Um, I, I just uh, feel blessed that he, he has the confidence in me to stand before you guys because I know he won't put anybody up before you. Amen? Hey, Amen. I also give uh, honor to my family. This, these bandits sitting here on the front row with the mask. <clears throat> it's, uh, my, daughter, my two daughters from the house of Judah. Amen. And uh, my son from California, who's been in and out of town a lot. Amen. I just thank God for them. And, and my lovely wife is here today. If I don't say anything to her about her, I'm going to be in trouble. So I thank God for her. Amen. Uh, here lately, I've been, um, I'm becoming a big fan of the Old Testament because it's important. The Old Testament is important to know our history because our history lets us know how God interacted with his people. Amen. And when you enter a relationship, when you're dating or courting, I remember the old term courting. If you raise your hand, you're really old. You're a really old person if you raised your hand. Amen. But they used to say courting. But anytime you enter a relationship, whether it's um, uh, opposite sex relationship or a business relationship, you kind of ask a lot of probing questions to find out what their dislikes and what their likes are. Amen. Amen. So you can enter a harmonious relationship with them. And so when you search the history of the Bible, the Old Testament, you kind of find out God's likes and his dislikes and how he interacted with his people according to that. Amen. It's a story in the Bible I want to point us to this morning um, in the book of Genesis. Amen. And I'm going to set it up for you. I'm going to read my notes and set it up for you, and then we'll go to the passage. Amen. All right. Let me move this down some. I'm still a little winded. Just pray for me. It said, uh, in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And everything was literally perfect. But when sin entered the world through that couple, mankind began a downward spiral. Amen. Uh, that would eventually lead them to the awareness of their Savior. That Savior. As Adam and Eve began to be fruitful and multiply as God commanded them to do. Amen. Sin continued to abound. And a thousand years later, sin had so overtaken God's creation that he decided to purge humanity with a worldwide flood. How many remember the story of Noah? Sparing only one man and his family and the animals. Nor was a righteous man and blameless amongst the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. Nor had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. And I guess I'm pronouncing that right. And even after God's flood wiped out the majority of the wickedness in the earth, the inherited seed of sin began to corrupt Noah's descendants. Years after the flood, Noah's rebellious great-grandson, Nimrod, remember this name here, became the first leader of the first 
became the first leader of the post-flood world. Nimrod first established his kingdom by find, founding a city on the plain of Shinar that will later become Babylon or Babel. Many historians said that Nimrod was a great warrior of great stature, had supernatural strength. But similar reports also decided, described Nimrod as a self tyrant man who plagued his, by his bitterness over God's flood. This character Nimrod is what we're gonna focus on today. We're gonna point out, and I'm gonna take you to the story you can uh, pull up at Genesis 1, uh, 11 and 1. <clears throat> we're gonna start to read a short story of this guy Nimrod, who again, who was Noah's great grandson, amen? How many know you can raise uh, your kids right and then at the few generations, things can go sour if they don't follow the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Genesis 11 says this, and one. Now the whole world had one language and one common speech. As the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar. Uh, let me explain something to you about the east. The east was noted as a journey away from God. Even in today's time, you'll notice the Middle Eastern countries, they always got some kind of issues going on, some kind of problems going on, some kind of wars going on. Um, they were all noted as people who turned from God. And this guy Nimrod, amen, he was one of the great leaders of us. He established that country, established his kingdom there. So all these people were following Nimrod, and they were just like him. Amen? I'm going to read on what they said. Listen, watch. Um, verse 3 says this. They said to each other, come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly and use bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to heaven. Now listen to this, this is important. So that we may make a name for ourselves. Amen. The people of Babylon, under the leadership of Nimrod, decided they wanted to be independent of God. They decided they wanted to do things their way instead of following what God had planned for them to multiply and plenish the earth. They decided, no, we're just going to stay in our one little community and do our thing. No doubt, party all the time. This tower they was building was called a ziggurat. And a ziggurat was a, a religious temple at the time. Uh, this temple was, the purpose of it was they would go in and worship these, uh, these uh, pagan gods. And, but this ziggurat that Nimrod built, it had staircase going up to it. And they felt like building this staircase, it was almost like a, a pyramid type structure. And they figured that the gods that they worshiped could come down and communicate with them. And Nimrod figured that he can go up there and be like God, amen? And so, <clears throat> excuse me, Nimrod, he also had a bandana against God. 
he felt like God was, he judged very roughly when he caused the worldwide flood. A lot of us probably think that today. Wow, that was kind of harsh. People of God, they may disobey God. He just called a worldwide flood. But God promised to Noah that he would never do that again. And that's why we have the rainbow. You see a rainbow in the sky. God told Noah that's a sign of the covenant they had concerning his promise to them. Uh, he wouldn't flood the world again. So if you see it start raining or a flood in your community, don't run for the cover. Don't leave town thinking God's going to. You couldn't run from it anyway, but just remember God said he wouldn't do it. He said by fire this time. Amen. The world will be destroyed. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So God was displeased with this. And verse 5, God came down to see this city. And the tower and the people were building, the Lord says, as one people speaking the same language, they, were, they have begun to do this. Then nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Um, amen. We all know that there's strength in numbers, whether it's doing a good thing or whether it's doing a bad thing. We, we see even in today's time, oh, just last year or so, when the uh, people stormed the Capitol, amen, um, it was a number of them. All it takes is somebody to start up a rally. It's, all it takes is a few people to start up a lynch mob, amen, and then they thought they can overtake the Capitol. But you see it every day where it's strength in numbers. Now, God wasn't intimidated by this. God was not fearful that they would, um, what they would do. But God knew that if this continued, if these people continue to pool together and plan against uh, just become independent of him, <clears throat> excuse me, that he would be able, that they would be able to start history all over again. And it would end up the same way that it was before the flood. So God came up with a plan. Watch this plan. So God said, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they would not understand each other. Amen. Amen. Imagine you working side by side on a structure, me and Dean perhaps working on a structure. And I say, hey, Dean, hand me that brick over there. Let me finish this little spot. And all of a sudden he starts talking in a foreign language. And I'm like, what? And he no longer understands what I'm saying. You have this confusion going. They both was confused. So all these people who were building this temple became confused because God confused their language. Amen. And it was for the purpose for them to just get, say, hey, I'm, this is crazy. I'm out of here. I'm going to another land. I'm going somewhere else. I'll take my family who we understand each other or what and start somewhere else. So God plan eventually came together after he confused their language. But I want to say, listen, brothers and sisters, that in today's time, if you really pay attention to what's going on, this world that we live in is confused. Do I take the vaccine? Do I not take the vaccine? Should I send my kids to school? Should I not send my kids to school? Everything is this big confusion. Uh, people all over the world, it's just totally confused. 
And if you notice, sometimes, I don't know about out here, but in the city, going to some stores or some place of business, and there could be a person there who speaks broken English, and you can't understand what they're saying. You, what, what? And they're not understanding what you're asking for. It's all confusion, amen? You see, history is repeating itself all over again. I went to uh, last Thursday to get a booster shot, and the doctor there, he had broken English. He could barely understand. I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was just making these sign languages like, um, we're like cavemen now. We're all just making sign languages to understand each other. And so I went in there to get my shot, and I'm praying, Lord, I hope this man picking them up the right bottle to inject in my arm, you know, because you just don't know. Can you imagine if you barely understand English and you're reading the doctor's handwriting? You know, doctors, they, boy, they just scribble something on there and then prescriptions go out the door. But it's just a mass confusion in this world today. And it's all because that God's people has turned from him. Not so much the church, but just reality itself, just uh, humanity has turned their back on God. And God is still doing something. Whenever something happens in the world where man can't correct it, you, you, you better know that God's involved some kind of way. Amen? Because people just out of hand. To people who don't know God, people who are non-believers, they don't understand what the Bible say. They don't, they don't go to church. They do this and that. It's, it's a scary world. It's a scary world for them. I've been there because every, it's just so confusion, so much confusion going on in the world today. And all you're doing, if you're an unbeliever, you're just following behind what you see other people do. Every new fad come out, here you go, you right, got to do what they got to do, they're doing. They go buy this, I got to go buy what they buying. It's just mass confusion. It's just the blind leading the blind. The blind leading the blind is what it is. Let me catch my breath here. <laughs> Amen. But we as a people of God, we are called to be in a submissive relationship with God. Amen. Submissive to his word, submissive to his will. But we never know what that is if we don't study his word, if we don't listen to his word. Um, and it's no excuse. The word is out there everywhere, even on social network or social media. You get um, people who are on there just like these people, just trying to make a name for themselves. But you scroll up a little bit. There's always somebody there who is godly enough to post something godly. Amen. Uh, but uh, the majority of the people of the world out there, they just scroll right past that. They just scroll right past that and get to. TikTok or something where somebody's shaking their rump, you know, to look at that. Y'all know how TikTok is today. <laughs> and it's a, it's a shame that people are just trying to make a name for themselves. And they're only doing it because they see other people do it. They're only doing it because other people are doing it. And they don't know any better. They don't even want, they don't try to come into the knowledge of God. And some people their Bibles because they feel, oh, it's going to convict me. It's going to make me feel bad. Is this, no, you need to know that God loves you. 
you need to know that God wants a relationship with you. You need to know that God is, is a provider. God is a keeper, amen? But people, the, the enemy speaks things to their mind and turn them away from the church, turn them away from the Bible. They never seek to know God and to enter a relationship with him. My Lord, my Lord. I'm going to share a few more scriptures and then I'll be done. The people of Babylon, they were striving to be independent of God. And uh, Proverbs 28 and 26 says this. Those who trust in themselves are fools. Those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. And the wisdom they're talking about is the wisdom of God. Amen. Amen. People always say, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. If I put, took this microphone, one of these mics, and said, okay, everybody come up here one at a time and tell me what is happiness, the majority of you will have a whole different idea of what happiness is. And some of you will be like, I don't know. Uh, what is happiness? Nobody knows, seems to know what happiness is, but in their mind, they're seeking happiness, and they don't even know what it is. But happiness comes through a relationship with God. I'm a witness to that. Peace comes through a relationship with God. I'm a witness to that. Salvation only comes through a relationship with God. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 16 and 9 says this. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord established their steps. Amen. In the world, everybody's got this big plan. It's all about, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make an abundance of money. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. But it's God who orders our steps, especially if you're in Christ. Amen. If you're one of the ch children of God, if you're a member of the community of the kingdom, God is ordering your steps. You may strive to do this and strive to do that. Sometimes we got to remember our desires might not be the best thing for us. And we have to trust the fact that God knows best. So when you're walking out a plan that you've planned and it's just seemed to be rough, it was a little tug or resistance, it may, very may be, well be that God's trying to put you back on the track for what he designed you to be on. Amen. And you'll only get clarity if you go stay in front of God in prayer and in his word. Amen. God had a problem with pride. God had a problem with pride in which America is so prideful. Oh, it's great to be in America, the land of the free. Too much independence is bad. Too much freedom is bad because people just go whichever way they want to go. They're not concerned about how the creator feels about it. They're just doing all kind of crazy stuff. Proverbs 11 and 2 says this. When pride comes, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. There it is again. It talks about the, just knowing the wisdom of God, staying humble and staying submissive to God's will. Amen. And you will be I mean, if you're living your life for the sole purpose 
of making a name for yourself, as we see here in the scripture, God just very well, very well may have a, a problem with you. Amen. It's, it, it, this is not all about you. It's not all about me. It's all about serving the Lord. Remember, it was those who were baptized and you came back up, you were a new person. You were supposed to be anyhow. And things change. Your, 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 your mind should have been renewed or should be starting to renew. Amen. The desires that the world have, we don't have. And why? Because we don't have to break our necks, work two or three jobs, trying to become prosperous. And then God already promised he would prosper if we'll just stay faithful to him. Amen. I had a young lady on my bus the other day. She got on the bus and she just huffing and puffing, dragged her little baggage and stuff. She's huffing and puffing and I said, oh good, you all through for the day, huh? She said, no, I have to go to, from here to my job, the CVS, I'm a pharmacist. And I said, this is wow. So in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, she's just so tired. Can you imagine a pharmacist filling out prescriptions and they're just dead tired from working two jobs? Amen. It, it just can't be good. That concerns me. That concerns me. So my point is they're just doing, people are just doing too much trying to gain their own prosperity when all they have to do is follow God in his way and relax. I'm telling you, it's a peaceful life over here on God's side. Clap your hands and give God some praise. <clears throat> God has a problem with pride in Proverbs 16 and 18. says, pride goes before a destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Amen. We remember um, the last year we had, he started, he was cocky. He, he was cocky, and I'm not a political type guy and all this, but you couldn't help but notice how cocky he was. And then he hired this board of spiritual advisors. And I'm sure this probably was one of the first scriptures they told him, look, Buster, you better turn it down a little bit. You're in control of a nation. Amen. God blessed you to be in control of a nation, and you're going to be prideful? Uh-uh. So if you notice later on in his, his term, he began to soften up a little bit. He began to be a little more compassionate about people. Amen. Because the word of God calmed him down. But whenever a person is just prideful, God has an issue with them. I'm going to get ready to close out. It's, uh, it's easy to read stories of the Old Testament and to judge them and say, um, we today, we don't disobey God like that, but we're, we're, we're subject to the same God. And I got to admit, man, it's tempting out there in the world. You see all the glitz and the glamour. You see all the beautiful possessions that people have. And, and it's easy to just kind of stray over there and start doing what the world is doing. Man, we're all guilty of that. Even myself, we're all guilty of following the world's traditions, amen. But we as a people of God, we have to be careful. We have to submit ourselves to the Lord. We can't do everything that the world does. We can't do everything that people are doing. Every new fad that comes out is following. 
and, but it's not easy because the world is so confused. It's so confused right now. You look at news, they'll tell you the COVID numbers are this amount of numbers. You can turn to the next channel and then you tell them, they'll tell you a whole different set of numbers. We're all confused about what? You know, should we take the vaccine? Should we take the follow-up vaccine? Should we do this or should we do that? And if you get on social media, oh boy, you get really confused because you got people from, you got to realize people from all over different countries are on social media. They're posting their thoughts and their views. Some of them do crazy stuff just uh, as a joke. Stray people uh, out of the truth. And if you just continue to follow stuff, you're going to be confused. You're going to be confused. But if you keep your mind in the word of God, amen, you will not be confused. Amen. I used to hear the uh, saying that God is not the author of confusion. The devil is. <laughs> but we see in this story here, God did confuse them. Amen. And it was for his purpose. Amen. Because people have a tendency to do their own thing. And God's not pleased with that. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, dear God, we thank you for the word that went forth on today. We thank you, dear God, as a group of people, as your people, Father, that we have became, came into the knowledge of the truth. And Lord, we pray that we continue to walk in your knowledge, dear God, and understanding that we may not be like the world that you're coming back to destroy. We just thank you, Father, of your promises you give to your people, Father, that we will be well. Everything will work good in our behalf, dear God. We don't have to chase all the prosperities of the world because, dear God, you promised that we already have them. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly, Father. And I'm a witness, dear God, that that is true. And we just pray, dear Lord, that you continue to bless us in your word, continue to open your scriptures, give us revelation knowledge of them, that we may walk in your will and please you and not the world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.